You are listening to Talking Star Wars. All right. I'm Connor. And I'm Alex. We're going to talk about Star Wars. As is, you know, what we kind of do all the time. So, for this episode, uh, we're going we're gonna to spotlight another character, but as opposed to what we did with Maul, where we looked at his, sort of, his entire character from the beginning of canon to his final appearance, I'd like to take a look at Luke, and specifically from The Last Jedi. Uh, Luke is a character that's kind of, uh, has some contention nowadays, because some people wanted to see him as this Gandalf, epically powerful, um... Uh, wizened teacher with a, a, a slew of students in the galaxy. I think if we had that, we wouldn't have a movie. So he's become a much more jaded, distant, reluctant teacher, which we haven't seen in the Star Wars universe before. Yes, yeah, so this is specifically looking at Luke Skywalker um, in Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, and how he fits into this whole conception of the mentor on the mountaintop, mm-hmm. where there is a sage who is out there ready to teach a student if only one would happen by, mm-hmm. and whether they be living in the deserts of Tatooine and the swamps of Dagobah, or, you know, on a mysterious planet known only to Lor Santeca, um, it requires p- pieces of a map assembled across another mm-hmm. entire movie to find him. Uh, Which, as a quick note, Luke's lightsaber should have had a part of the map to it. Because why else do you bring that lightsaber into the movie, other than to give uh, the characters a... Oh, you remember this toy? Taking a look at this this mentor on the mountaintop, it doesn't really count for Qui-Gon Jinn because he's not this mentor that you seek. He discovers you. He discovers Anakin yes. in his journey. So we have this 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 first mentor and the, the visage of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, so, so the, the, the two primary mentors for Luke Skywalker in um, the original trilogy are the two Jedi, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda. These are people that Luke either has to learn from or, make, in, in the case of Yoda, make a journey to. Yoda is hard to find, and when mm-hmm. he finds them, it is a, is a trial to get there and to gain his trust. And so then Luke sort of takes on this same role mm-hmm. in The Rise of Skywalker, that he's in a hard-to-reach location. He is the most powerful Force user that we're aware of, a uh, Jedi mm-hmm. that's still alive. And presumably, he exists narratively to go mm-hmm. teach Rey and give her a bunch of Force powers. Except, well, kind of that doesn't happen. Yeah, he he again he is he's done with the Jedi Order. Uh, he he has a focus on the Force. He has this ideology of what the Force is and means, but he doesn't practice anything with the Force. He's cut himself off from the Force, which is something that I think fans would argue Luke wouldn't do, but. But let's take a look at just how I, I think his 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 teaching set him up for failure, which will hopefully set up for Ray's success later on. Yeah, because we most recently we even see in the Mandalorian and uh, the Book of Boba Fett where Luke is attempting to train Grogu, and he is maintaining the same ideas he has found in the teachings of the Old Jedi Council about attachment, having to give up. Um, attachment to be a teacher, despite the fact that one of his first students is going to end up being his nephew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, well, his attachment to his father is what saved his father. Yeah, so it appears that Luke, already at the very start of building his Jedi Academy, is still clinging to some of the old ideas mm-hmm. that had not worked and had, in fact, left the original Jedi Order vulnerable to destruction. And as we, as we know, the new Jedi mm-hmm. Order is going to be destroyed in 
within 20 years mm-hmm. uh, of being established by one of its most promising students, manipulated by uh, Snoke, a powerful dark side user. And the argument is, why would Star Wars do this again as a media? Why would they tread this familiar ground? One could be nostalgia, because we are used to these ideas. Yeah. Uh, but two, I think that it is a, a very fair example of uh, how life doesn't always lead to success. How yeah. flaws can uh, just overhaul this this grand plan that you have. And we have to learn from that failure instead of just sitting with it. Yeah, and even well-meaning people with strong convictions can still perpetuate unhealthy cycles mm-hmm. and ideas. We see that with Luke. I think he perpetuates some unhealthy ideas. In fact, mm-hmm. he even when he thinks that his own nephew might fall to the dark side, he considers murdering him out mm-hmm. of hand, uh, which is, I think, one of the most compelling parts of, of The Last Jedi is this Rashomon-style view of this attempted execution mm-hmm. where Luke portrays himself in the most favorable light of he just considered it for a moment, but then nothing happened. But then, but um, still say the favorable light was I was going to kill my nephew, but then I wasn't going to. Yeah, and then we see it from Kylo Ren's perspective, where mm-hmm. it's like I woke up to find myself in imminent danger of death, and so then I had to just defend myself. Also true. Yeah, also true. And then we see the middle ground, just as both were true, in mm-hmm. that Luke had already decided not to kill him; he was putting his lightsaber away. But he, Kylo Ren, woke up at the wrong time, mm-hmm. and given the fact of their mutual preconceptions, the um, temptation that Kylo had already undergone, mm-hmm. it resulted in an irrevocable split and the eventual destruction of the new Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. So I think the existence of Luke as a character who is not conforming to this um, mentor on the mountain mm-hmm. sort of trope in that he refuses to teach the person who comes by, uh, but not in the way of like, ah, what Yoda does, right? you just prove yourself to me. He's like, I don't want you to prove yourself to me. I want you mm-hmm. to go away. Yeah. I want to be left alone. And it's not like uh, Kenobi where he was waiting waiting for the right time, waiting until the student arrived so that uh, they could bring hope to the galaxy. It's, it's no, it's, I feel like Luke is the best teacher in that because he is, he's not Kenobi and you have Yoda who are both trying to communicate the best to Luke, but they're still withholding so much from him. They're withholding that Vader is his father. They're trying to go about it where, you know what, Luke, you shouldn't take any sort of stock in these friends that you have who are, you know, the only things keeping him from being a strange, emotionless husk by return of the Jedi. And, has and maybe it's the Emperor's offer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be his connections and his love for other people. Mm-hmm. I would say that Luke at this point though, is compelling in the fact that he he's, has given up. Mm-hmm. He's not, and he doesn't feel like he can live up to the examples of Obi-Wan and Yoda. He or allowed, himself. Yeah. His yeah, own he, legend. He allowed, the same destruction that Obi-Wan and Yoda were desperately trying to avoid, mm-hmm. he allowed it to happen on his watch. I think there's a moment of shame there that is omnipresent throughout everything that mm-hmm. Luke does, um, even though he doesn't want to admit it, which is why he deflects so often in that movie. Yeah. Um, and Ray to him is just a random person. Mm-hmm. At that point, he has no idea of her heritage at that point. He just knows that she's an incredibly powerful force user that is a, shows up on his island and wants some training. And he's... Or she's representative of the cycle. She is... The next uh, Anakin Skywalker. Yep. Yes, the next Luke Skywalker. She's the the next torchbearer for the Jedi. And he's like, nope, I'm done. I've, you know, I was a part of this. I was that. It failed. The, the Jedi need to end. The Force is larger than the Jedi. Which is correct, but then I think Luke is using that. As we see in his conversation with Yoda later in the movie, mm-hmm. he 
is refusing to learn from his mistakes. And he made a, he made some mistakes. You know, a lot of people died because Luke fucked up. Mm-hmm. Some of it was beyond his control. You know, there was this element of this external threat from Snoke. Mm-hmm. But rather than doing what his sister does, which is whenever there's any adversity, adversity, she just doubles down and continues going. Mm-hmm. Luke has this opposite reaction. I think he has bought too much into this. You know, ah, I did the things I do redeemed my father i established jedi order things are you know, great and that doesn't happen mm-hmm. when there is this enormous loss of life um i think real post-traumatic stress disorder sits in for luke i think he's mm-hmm. deeply traumatized in ways he is not equipped to deal with um having his only touchstone being leia who he can mm-hmm. barely face because he allowed her son to fall to the mm-hmm. dark side and so I think he himself is worried about falling to the dark side. Mm-hmm. So the only way he can see to get out of that is to isolate himself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he approaches teaching with so much reluctance. And uh, he doesn't go into the, okay, if I'm, I'm going to teach you anything about the Jedi, here's what you need to know. It's, you know, I'm going to teach you what I have learned, which I wish I knew so that I did not become this torch-bearing example, this uh, hero in the minds of people. I'm going to try to teach you how to respect life, respect the Force, which leads to Rey being unsatisfied and leaving. But I still feel like she holds on to enough of that so that when she uh, inherits, quote-unquote, inherits, quote-unquote, steals the ancient Jedi text, she's able to view them through a better focus than Luke was able to. Yeah, because Luke was always looking to the ancient texts as answers mm-hmm. and looking backwards. And this is, in fact, even what... Uh, it's almost a reversal of where Yoda chastises him in The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, it's like, eyes always in the horizon, never on where you are and what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And Luke's tendency to look forward in that is now echoed by his tendency to look backwards. Mm-hmm. He refuses to look forward. He also refuses to be in his current moment and then now looking backwards. You know, I failed these... Mm-hmm. Older Jedi, I failed to recreate the order. I was the last hope, and I mm-hmm. failed. I don't and, deserve to be this teacher. I don't deserve to be this hero. Yeah, and then Yoda shows up and is like, "You made the same mistakes I did. That's fine. You know, mm-hmm. this we all share the blame for this. The galaxy is never a great place." So, where Luke feels like I have failed and mind failure is the worst, Yoda is like, "I fucked up way worse than you did. You know how people mm-hmm. died on my watch." Yeah. So you just need to get over yourself a little bit. It's never too late to learn from failure. Learn from failure. Adapt and grow. Teach Ray to learn from failure. Mm -hmm. Do not model for her the fact that if you fail once, you must isolate yourself on an island forever. Like Uh, I did. (laughs) Yeah. And Yoda admits, you know, to being deeply traumatized by that Mm -hmm. and admits that the ancient Jedi did not have all the answers. Like Mm -hmm. Yoda thought, he's like, I trusted that we knew everything and, you know, we didn't and everyone died. And you thought that you knew best and uh, you made some mistakes and everyone died. Sometimes you make mistakes and everyone dies. And then to tie up Luke's character, he he mentions before that he can't be a symbol or a hero for the resistance. He is, he is one person. He is not this uh, arch mage that can go out and uh, withstand all the, the blaster fire. And then he goes out to combat the, the First Order. As an arch mage who is able to... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Denying his role and what he's supposed to do is a big part of Luke Skywalker's character, mm-hmm. but he always comes around in the end. And mm-hmm. so, at the sacrifice of his own life, mm-hmm. he goes and projects he, himself, and he faces down mm-hmm. his nephew, who has fallen to the dark side, and he doesn't want to hurt him, but he does need to buy time 
for his sister and his um, student mm -hmm. to escape. And so he does that in the only way he knows how, by you know drawing upon the force mm -hmm. in such a powerful way that only he could. And I know this isn't a, a strange Force Powers episode, but the, the Force projection is one of my favorite uh, concepts that the sequel trilogy brought up. And used by Luke, it's this idea that he is able to be this symbol and be this intangible, which I feel is very important. He is not this uh, flesh and bone sack of man. He is more than that. He is Luke Skywalker. He is the hero. He is the hope. And uh, by arriving without that physical sense, he is totally embodying that, transitioning smoothly into Forest Ghost, who will be around very often to do many cool things in The Rise of Skywalker. He appears once. That was sarcasm on my part. Yeah, we, we, we were working on Connor's sarcasm about The Rise of Skywalker. See you around, kid. And then he never sees the kid around. That's fine. That's fine. That's great. I love it. I love Luke. But prior to that, he becomes... Uh, he, he almost becomes a Force Ghost even before he's dead. Yeah, he embodies the legend in his last act. Yeah, And it's also a different take on what usually happens to the Mentor on the Mountain and the fact that they die at the hands of the villain mm -hmm. uh, to further the development of the hero. Um, and the Ray villain, never, yeah. never even witnesses Luke's death. Mm. This is more about he feels Luke, it. Yeah, yeah, but Luke finishing off his own arc himself. Mm -hmm. um, Obi-Wan has already reached the end of what he needed to learn when he was old and died at the hands of um, Darth Vader. And his death served as kind of a, an impetus for Luke to continue going. Yeah, and Yoda yeah. died at the end of a long life full of regrets, giving some final bits of advice and warning. Mm -hmm. um, but Yoda himself was never able to move past Order 66 either. And so... And he's yeah, like, he, you just say you have to kill Vader. You gotta undo this mistake... There's n there's no hope. Yeah, and then Yoda has to reteach Luke what Luke taught to him, which was, you know, there is no no one that has all the answers. Mm -hmm. Not the old, not me, not you, not the old Jedi. Mm -hmm. You need to stop idolizing them, and things just need to move forward. Ray is, you know, the new generation. Teach her the mistakes that you've made, and the most valuable mm -hmm. lessons you can do. And so Luke has to learn those lessons himself as his final act, mm -hmm. not just as a way to provide character development for Rey, but as a way to close out the story of Luke Skywalker himself. Mm -hmm. Cementing himself as this beacon, this this Gandalf on the, the hill. That's not the right metaphor that you're saying. Gandalf on the bridge of Khazad-dûm. There we go. Yeah. There we go. So where he tells everyone to run away and faces down the overwhelming threat at the cost of his own life, um, but whereas Gandalf already knew who he was and what he had to do, this was Luke accepting who he was and what he had to do again. Uh, so, looking ahead, does Luke have any place in future Star Wars storytelling? Or is his uh, have we retired him uh, in a satisfying way? So I did, um, might be the minority of people, but I'm fine with Luke dying as he did. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not going to get into the ways in which we we have a... If you'd like to see our thoughts on how some of the sequel trilogy could have been better with some characters, see our previous episode on Phasma and Finn. Mm -hmm. But as for Luke, I feel like that was, that was the strongest narrative present in The mm -hmm. Last Jedi um, by a significant margin. Unfortunately, Carrie Fisher passed in an untimely way. Uh, but looking at the, the character deaths of our, our original trio of Han, Luke, and Leia, um, Han's was powerful. 
and uh, it at least led to a very satisfying tie in The Rise of Skywalker where Kylo Ben is able to uh, forgive himself. But Luke's passing has such a, again, a significance. He is able to pass on while the, the children of the universe celebrate him still, and he will always be remembered. Yeah, and then his name, I think, becomes synonymous with the new generation of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Um, and it's not just Ray's last name, but it's like, I'm Ray Skywalker, and I'm Finn Skywalker, and I am Jojo Skywalker, and Skywalker will become this, much like with the, the Chiss alien race, it'll mm-hmm. become this title of a Force user. I just want to throw in there, if, if we wanted to, like, I'm going to compile just like a list of my Rise of Skywalker complaints from all these episodes and put them in one three hour long video. Yeah. Ray could have flown, could have been flying, could have been a walker on the sky. I think that would have been cool looking. I've got nothing more than that, but it's, you know. Yeah. Future of the Skywalkers, let's make them fly. Bring, bring flight into Star Wars, why not? I mean, they already have spaceships to fly. But not on planets. Like, uh, I have to go into my spaceship. Imagine an aerial battle where it's not just Jedi jumping and flipping, but uh, we have an Avatar The Last Airbender character like uh, here. Yeah. You can just zip around and I don't know. But yeah, talk about talk about Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I was um, talking about Skywalkers. I was talking about literal Skywalkers. Yeah, we're trying trying to look at him yeah. him in future media. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're still you know they're still releasing things about his his life particularly the ongoing comic series that mm-hmm. it links episodes 5 and 6 we're um, seeing some instances of him after return of the jedi in star wars television media yep and so i think yeah. how he establishes the order then his downfall is still probably the richest area of luke's life that's unexplored mm-hmm. he also appeared in kenobi as a 10-year-old child that's true uh you know not exactly a huge part but still um, but I think the two most interesting areas to go for Luke Skywalker to see how he built up this Jedi Order, mm-hmm. and then see if he made mistakes. Like, did perhaps did Ahsoka attempt to help him make it, but she he kept insisting on doing things in a way she didn't agree with. Yeah, and she left. Is he learning from those mistakes, but is undercut by the machinations of Snoke? Mm-hmm. And before he can, you know, reestablish you know a better way of doing things, everyone's life is extinguished. I would absolutely love to see that path that he takes from knight to teacher um i don't know if we're going to though because it seemed like grogu was going to be that that linchpin tying luke into this mandalorian series but now grogu has refused the call to be a jedi and instead become a mandalorian so luke might show up in ahsoka he might have some role there but i don't see what his his place in the mandalorian is now that he has no connection to the mando yeah and he is now in this stage, you know, he's journeying across the galaxy, looking for old rumors and legends of the Force, trying to expand his limited knowledge that he's learned from Obi-Wan and Yoda. And again, I think sometimes drawing the wrong lessons mm-hmm. for what he finds in that he wants to rebuild the Jedi Order of old rather than building a new Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. Which is what, looking at legends... It's it's a little muddy, like most of Legends are, but he is starting this new Jedi Order that allows for attachments. He has a child. With a uh, wife, yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, again, it's... Yeah. I, I'll agree, ultimately, that the, the Legends is... While it has key nuggets of interest, it's still muddier than new canon. Yeah, and I think the new canon shows Luke is subscribing to the you know attachment beliefs mm-hmm. of the old 
Jedi currently. Maybe we see him grow away from that, but any growth he has is then stunted by the deaths of all of his students in mm-hmm. the hands of the Knights of Ren. Yeah, his his personal abject failure just to mm-hmm. fall into the same footsteps that Kenobi and Yoda did, allowing this prodigy to wipe out all this progress. Yeah. And I certainly think we could see him again as a Force ghost in the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, as long as Mark Hamill's willing to do the voice, I think after the passing of Mark yeah. Hamill, you probably retire... I was, Ghost Luke. I was going to bring that up because recently James Earl Jones just signed away the rights to his voice. And so we're going to get Vader voice. And we've had a, a, you know, I think this is a good transition because I think we've covered what Luke means to the Star Wars mythos. But if we take a look at what Luke means to Star Wars media, they have resurrected young Mark Hamill in The Mandalorian and in Boba Fett. So what is your opinion on not recasting, but creating this performance that tries so hard to emulate the original actor? Is Luke Skywalker Mark Hamill? Personally, I'm always fine with recasting for all if you need to. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. Um, I know for some people the role is synonymous with the actor, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to... Um, yeah, tell those people what to think. But yeah. personally, I feel a character always transcends because you get Luke Skywalker drawn by different artists, written by different writers. Mm-hmm. Right. He is a character that exists in the universe more so than just a person portrayed by an actor. Take a look at Batman, James Bond, Spider Man, all of these characters who have been portrayed in many different ways. But again, like Marvel has three different Spider Man universes, three different continuities where Star Wars has one. always one. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think the James Earl Jones voice thing works because Darth Vader is more machine than man mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. So, but for Luke, again, I think you should be more sparing with the use of old characters anyway. Mm-hmm. I think Luke has received a satisfying narrative conclusion. It makes sense for him to show up a couple of times as like a force mentor to Ray. Yeah. If Ray appears in future media, you want to flesh out his life. I personally would have preferred to recast mm-hmm. someone to play young Luke in solo style rather than doing a CGI deep fake of his face and voice and voice. Yeah. But I guess they've done that for Luke now, so they got to continue to do that. But I say, I mean, if they give us a full Luke series, I don't care if they recast. I, I don't want 90% of the budget to go to his face. Yeah, so, but I don't think we needed a Luke series. I think he is fine making occasional mm-hmm. appearances, filling in little bits of his life. But we already have a complete narrative arc for Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. We have Cal Farm Boy to Rebellion Leader mm-hmm. to the only Jedi in existence and Savior of the Galaxy and Defeater of the Emperor and Redeemer of his father. Yeah, um, a whole trilogy and some change to be yeah, to uh, then, spotlighted. Yeah, to spotlight. then growing mentor who's trying to figure yeah. things out much like a father would. He's fumbling through how to be a mentor to fucking it up mm-hmm. to then isolating himself, you know, being a bitter old man to then accepting that even bitter old men have final lessons to learn and dying, defending the people he said he couldn't save. As a one final cosmetic note, how much, like, Mark Hamill and Alec Guinness were around the same age when they did uh, Force Awakens and New Hope. How much better does Mark Hamill look as an old man compared to Alec Guinness? They always say, how did uh, Kenobi age 60 years in uh, the, the 19 it took for uh, the, the Dark Times to pass? And I think Alec Guinness was just uh, just kind of a rough ager. He's well, well, one, he'd live on Tatooine just by himself. Luke is like, I'm not going back to Tatooine. Mm-hmm. You see what that does to your skin? Mm-hmm. It's terrible for my skincare yeah. regimen. <laughs> so Luke is like, kept up a much better skincare regimen. The ocean air. Yeah. Keeps him- ocean air much better for his <laughs> complexion. And the green milk. Um, 
I think the milk was more of a personal choice. I think it's mostly the Sierra that helped with his appearance. <laughs> it could have been like a, like, are you sure you want me to be your teacher? You, do you see what I do now? I think that's all we got for Luke. Yeah, so that is our exploration of Luke's character. Join us next time for an exploration of more Star Wars. Fun, fun. Thank you so much for listening. We've been talking Star Wars. We'll see you sometime soon in a galaxy right here.